Minnesota, Ruby Gobert is a Minnesota Timberwolf. The trade is official as of yesterday. But before we get into that, welcome in everybody. Shout out to everyone who's been following our podcast since we started it up recently. To those who are new, definitely subscribe to us. Definitely hit it up because if you love the Minnesota Timberwolves, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Evan, and this is the Daily Wolves Podcast. My co-host, Trip is usually with me. Today, he's out, and that's all right. I'm just doing a quick, short podcast because some things have been, you know, little, little new information in the Minnesota Timberwolves world. We had the press conference yesterday with Rudy Gobert. Super cool. They allowed some fans um, that are season ticket holders into the Target Center to watch the press conference. I thought that was, you know, really well done by the Wolves organization. And uh, shout out to those season ticket holders because we need all of you guys. So if you aren't a season ticket holder, I mean, hop on that, right? What are you waiting for? It's going to be an exciting season. But um, yeah, during the press conference, I thought Gobert made some good points. You know, he kind of went over how he's excited to play with Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, at first, when he heard Minnesota was interested in him, he did not see that coming he was like surprised that Minnesota was one of the teams that was actually interested in him and then on top of that Gobert talks about how he kind of had to take he was like oh give me like three days or something to to think about it right to his agent and he's trying to figure out to himself will this work like could it could Carl and and me coexist and he's trying to imagine himself playing with the Wolves and even though he told his agent in like three days, he came back after after just one day and was like, hey, you know what, let's do it. I'll, I'll play in Minnesota, let's, let's make it happen. So the trade kind of goes down, uh, and you look at the, at the you know, match made in heaven, you know, Carlton Towns and Rudy Gobert, how would they coexist on the court? Rudy Gobert talked about, during the press conference, he talked about how he thought they could both help each other on both ends of the floor, Carlton Towns and Rudy Gobert. And what I mean by that is, you know, Rudy Gobert is obviously a defensive player of the year. He's, uh, you know, one of the best defenders in the last decade. And not he's not known on the offensive end, but Carl is, right? Carl Anthony Towns is an offensive juggernaut. He's going to go down as arguably the best shooting big man to ever play in the game. You could, you know, you can argue it's him or Dirk Nowitzki. Either way, both are fantastic players. And um, Carl gets credit where, you know, credit is due. And so, Rudy Gobert can help Carl Anthony Towns learn defense and help him on the defensive side. And Carl Anthony Towns can help Rudy Gobert with his offense. Maybe teach him a few pointers, teach him some things in practice. You put the two together, and I think that's where Gobert really saw that they could work together, right? Carl Anthony Towns is really good at the pick and pop. Uh, he's really good out in the perimeter. He can dribble it off the deck. He you know, he can go to the hoop anytime. He can shoot from anywhere. He can do a fadeaway like the Dirk Nowitzki off the one leg. And so Carl Anthony Towns, jeez, out here is hitting stuff in my place. But my gosh. But yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a fantastic player with Rudy Gobert just because of that. And then Gobert can sit in the dunker spot and people are like, oh, what about the spacing? Okay, last year the Timberwolves had Jared Vanderbilt sitting in the dunker spot whenever he played. When the Timberwolves tried to play small ball over the last, you know, couple years and they played Josh Okoge, guess where he played? the dunker spot. So the Timberwolves are well familiar with this, and Rudy Gobert isn't going to be any different. He can play in the dunker spot. He can do his thing. He can be a lob threat. And something that's different than what we've had before is what I just said, a lob threat. That's what you need to focus on. We have not had a lob threat basically in Minnesota in a long time. And Rudy Gobert is one. 
and the pick and roll game that he's gonna play with D'Angelo Russell is going to be fantastic, absolutely unreal. Now when D'Angelo Russell had like his best all-star year, you could argue in Brooklyn, you know, D'Angelo Russell, one was in a contract year. What is he in this year? A contract year. What also did he have in Brooklyn that he played with in the in the uh, lob game? Jared Allen. Guess who's here? Rudy Gobert. You can see the similarities. You can see why D'Angelo Russell would be super excited that he's going to have this opportunity. And believe it or not, D'Angelo Russell knows what this year means. He knows that this is his contract year. He knows if he wants to make max money or if he wants to have a chance to make close to what he's making now or max money. This is the year to prove it. Prove to the NBA whether he's going to be playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves or a different team that he deserves to get paid. So Russell's going to be inspired. He's going to go out there and give it his all. And um, he's only out here, as Darren Wilson would say, doing cartwheels because Rudy Gobert is with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We haven't had a lob threat. It's going to open the floor. You know, even when Rudy Gobert is not getting thrown lobs, the fact when he like runs to the hoop, if you watch film on him, you watch defenders get sucked in to the hoop to try just because they know he's a lob threat and he's you know like a 70% career finisher or something under the rim something ridiculous right and so you gotta it attracts attention and what does that do it's leaving Carl Anthony Towns open um it's leaving Anthony Edwards open it's leaving Jaden McDaniels open D'Angelo Russell can you can flip it back to D'Lo and kick it out like all these players around Rudy Gobert is really gonna open it up and the Timberwolves, I feel like, can work like a well-oiled machine, right? And so I think when you look at Rudy Gobert, what he had in the, you know Utah playing with the Jazz, he didn't really have his, he didn't have the talent, I would say, like we do in Minnesota around him. Yes, they were a good team. Yes, they'd win 50, 50 games. But could you argue Anthony Edwards is, is Donovan Mitchell, basically? Yes, Donovan's probably better right now, but like, is Anthony Edwards, could he take that step this year? Are you hoping that he does? Do you bet on him being as good as him? Maybe. So what if he does, right? Then you you have the Donovan Mitchell piece taken care of. Let's look through some more part of our roster. Would you say D'Angelo Russell is better than Mike Conley in his career over the last couple of years? I would say so. I would take D'Angelo Russell right now over Mike Conley. Certainly not when Conley was you know younger and with the Grizzlies. But right now, I think D'Lo's been a better player. So right there, he's playing with a younger point guard, a guy who can push the floor. D'Angelo Russell can make big shots. He's clutch. Um, he can. He is an underrated passer. Great lob threat. D'Angelo Russell's super good in the pick and roll, so that's going to be fantastic. And we haven't had a guy that's been able to just set freaking screens. Rudy Gobert is a fantastic screen setter. That's going to be huge for D'Angelo Russell. And I think another player who's going to benefit on that a lot is Jalen Noel because Jalen Noel is going to get plenty of time playing next to Gobert. And Jalen Noel is fantastic in the mid-range, excellent in the pick and roll. He's going to pick apart defenses simply because of Rudy Gobert. On top of that, you have other players who can handle the ball too, right? You're going to see pick and roll run with Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. So finally, we have a screener in Minnesota, a big guy, and that's going to be a difference. You, you look at the defenders and the people that they put around him in Utah, and... Is, is Jaden McDaniels better than you know all, all, everyone else on the Jazz that was on um, besides Rudy Gobert last year in the starting lineup? And I'm talking about better as in defense. Now, Jaden McDaniels, I would say, is better than anybody else they had on their roster. 
Um, yeah, you could argue Royce O'Neal, but I'm still taking my guy, Jaden McDaniels, who I think is going to take a leap this year. And so you're putting, basically, we're just a better version of the Utah Jazz. We have way more talent. We have an explosive young player, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, a better point guard upgrade, and then Carl uh, Anthony Towns, right? Because last year, when you look at it, the Utah Jazz kind of had Donovan Mitchell, and then Rudy Gobert was the number two, basically. Like, they looked at him as, like, the number two option. The number two option just got upgraded to Carl Anthony Towns. Rudy Gobert will be the third or fourth option. And on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, Gobert's going to be number four. Offense, option four. He's going from two to four, basically. So you're taking that pressure off him. You're not asking him to do too much. And I actually think it's going to help his offensive game. It's going to open up even more than he had before. More easy opportunities for Rudy Gobert to take advantage of. And I just can't wait to watch it all come forth. Um, I'm super excited. I know the national media has completely slandered the Minnesota Timberwolves. You hear the Bill Simmons podcast that's been out. Uh, He called it what was it like one of the worst or or the worst trade or something in the last 30 years or something what a clown man it's not that bad we're getting a d minus grade for our trade uh from the national media a d minus how is you might as well like if you're gonna give a d minus just give it an f man like why give it a d minus why be like it was the worst trade, but, you know, if it works out, like, for some reason, then I can say I gave it a D- minus because there was a sliver of hope. Like, obviously, you don't believe in it, so let's just say it how it is. Give it an F. I don't know how you get a D- minus from a deal that gets you an all-NBA player, one of the top 20 players in the NBA. Like I said, arguably one of the best, you know, defensive players in the last 10 years. It's what, him and Draymond Green, basically. And then on top of that, he's a Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And he's going to, they didn't trade Jaden McDaniels. So you have a, like the starting lineup, like what is the national media thinking? Like all the, we have a great starting lineup. I understand that we gave up a lot. We probably, I'm not going to say probably did. We overpaid for Rudy Gobert, but like to get a D minus on that is ridiculous because it could be a win-win for both sides, right? What if it works out for Minnesota really well? And then, you know, the Jazz, it's going to, they got a lot of assets, right? So, like, it could work out, honestly, for both sides. A D minus, that's just way too low. But, um, yeah, we've been slandered all over the NBA by national media. There's few to none that believe this was a good trade for Minnesota. Most of the local guys, most people that I talk to in Minnesota are coming around to the trade. I really, as the days go on, I like the trade more and more personally. I just think the fit's going to be great once once I started really dissecting things. Um, and, you know, you have you have Rudy Gobert on contract for four years. you got to realize we weren't going to get free agents in Minnesota. Who are we getting next year if we don't go after Gobert when we have the max cap space? Like, nobody wants to come sign in Minnesota. You always had to force a trade, whether it was a sign-in trade, whether it was, you know, this route, what we just, um, you know, saw happen with the Gobert trade. You needed to do something to get a star-level player in Minnesota. I'm glad they they finally, you know, they went for it. This was their guy. This is who they wanted. And the Jazz in the trade wanted McDaniels. They begged for McDaniels. That's what really delayed the trade. That the Jazz, Danny Ainge, would continuously ask for Jaden McDaniels. 
and the Timberwolves were reluctant to give up Jaden McDaniels. That's Chris Finch's baby. That's, you know, now Tim Conley's baby. Everybody loves Jaden McDaniels, and he has so much potential. You know, you look at, like, giving up, like, what, the Clippers getting, like, Paul George back then, and they gave up, what, SGA? And now what is SGA? Like, uh, Alexander's a stud in, for OKC, right? But they gave up a young, upcoming star and Shia Giles Alexander. And now, here we are, right? When you look back, like, you gotta look at those things. Like, what if Jaden McDaniels can evolve into being a good player? Like, those picks, if Minnesota kept some of them, you, you can't guarantee that if you pick out in the 20s that you're gonna get, you're gonna find the Jaden McDaniels, that you're gonna find a Desmond Bain, that you're gonna find these players like a Rudy Gobert late in the first round by keeping Jaden mcdaniels you have a player who's got young ups he's got upside he's young he's on the timeline with anthony edwards they're both gonna age together and he's got tools that a lot of players don't have in the nba being tall lengthy handles shows so much potential and has all defense or all defensive team you know upside and um i tweeted it out today He's Jaden McDaniels got to learn a full season from Patrick Beverly, who's a great defender in the league, who's you know an all defensive player at points in his career, and to learn from the experience that Patrick Beverly could bring him as a vet, teach him things, teach him coverages, show him how he does things, how to get away with things, you know, a little maybe a little dirty plays here and there, but that's big for a young player who's developing, and you know someone who's who speaks that defensive language, right? And so then, now you got Jaden McDaniels learning from Rudy Gobert, who's, you know, the best rim protector in the league. So Jaden McDaniels can learn how to be a better defender. Hopefully, he learned kind of like perimeter defense, learned everything else. And from Gobert, maybe he learns how to be, he's already a pretty good shot blocker. Maybe he learns something, some tips that makes him elite, right? And so I think it's really important in Jaden McDaniels' development. And then you got Anthony Edwards, same thing with him, right? He's a young player. He's got to learn defense from both players. Those things could be very important for the Timberwolves. The Rudy Gobert brings in, you know, he's like a nine-year vet, right? So he comes in bringing all this experience. He's made the playoffs pretty much every year since he's been in the NBA. So he's going to bring tons of playoff experience. Yes, he hasn't made it to the, you know, NBA Finals. Yes, he hasn't made it to like the West Western Conference Finals or anything. But like, he's been in the playoffs. He's been in these moments. He's played against big players. He's been in the locker rooms for all the all-star games talking to players picking guys brains so Rudy Gobert is going to be a fantastic addition to the Minnesota Timberwolves anything that you hear about Rudy Gobert you hear good stuff about him here he's a great guy he has great character he has grit toughness and that's what Minnesota needs I had a um, you know a jazz fan on my Twitter live last week you can find it somewhere probably still in my tweets I did put it on a recording so it is out there but it's under a Twitter live it's not via this podcast and he talked about you know what Rudy Gobert meant to the Jazz what we're getting in Rudy Gobert in Minnesota and he told you know stories about Gobert you know helping out with you know kids in needs and and different things in the community back in Utah and how Rudy Gobert is just such a great guy and so I think Minnesota is getting you know a really really authentic human being I mean even the other day I tweeted it out because somebody I know was there and sent me photos said Rudy Gobert took pictures and was signing autographs for the Boys and Girls Club after the press conference ended. I thought that was super cool. He doesn't waste any time. He's always looking to help somebody out. And that's something that we definitely need in our community here in Minnesota. 
I'm super pumped about it. Um, I think things are only looking up. As of what's to come next, you know, Minnesota's looking to add another big. So there's a couple guys out there like Frank Kaminsky, you know, Darren Wolfson has came on my podcast before. He linked us to Kaminsky saying we might have interest in him. Uh, I don't know if I'm for it or against it. I don't think I have any. Because, like, whoever we get next isn't somebody that we expect to get big minutes. So it's just somebody like a nice depth piece. He would be okay for a depth you know, spot Eric Bledsoe just became available. Who's a guard? He would be a solid pickup if we could get him. I know he's not a big, but he's a guard. He, he could, you know, play some defense. He's a veteran. Um, then you have, um, you know, whatever happens in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, uh, you gotta think that there are going to be multiple teams potentially involved. And then if there's multiple like players going out in different teams some veterans might not want to play for the team they're going to or a team doesn't plan on keeping them and they get bought out and then what happens those veteran players sign deals with contending teams guess what the minnesota timberwolves are right now they have moved into a contender status i'm not saying relax to all the people listening that that are saying no you're saying minnesota's a contender relax I'm not completely saying that. I'm just saying we have earned some respect around the NBA right now. We have Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, two all NBA players. You got Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, you know, uh, D'Lo. So we are pretty attractive. I'm going to say this. There are players out there that will be attracted to Minnesota because of this. And so if players get bought out, they're going to look for teams. And guess what? Minnesota is going to be one of the teams they're looking at. So maybe the Timberwolves are waiting to kind of make their, you know, last moves to get the roster, you know, filled out. Maybe they're waiting for the Kevin Durant trade to go down. Maybe they're they're banking on that it might be like a four-team deal or a three-team you know, deal, and there's going to be other players that are going to become available that will be nice additions. And so I think that's really smart. I think it's, what's the rush? We have a solid roster right now. And um, I'm excited, man. Uh, it, this is probably the best, this is probably the most talent the Minnesota Timberwolves have had since, what, 2003 when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, it's definitely better than the team they have with Jimmy Butler, for sure. And even back when we went to the Western Conference Finals, I would still say this team, on to me, personal opinion, the team today is more talented than that team. Um, but I, I can't wait. It, things are only looking up. Until then, guys, I'm out. This is the Daily Wolves Podcast. Like I said, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Share this if you want. And just look for me and my tweets, you know, at the Daily Wolves on Twitter. Peace out.